Cyber 24 is presented by our friends at Valcom. Valcom is a Utah-based IT solutions and services provider with a drive for getting IT right. From ironclad security to computing and beyond, Valcom's 35 plus years of experience means they have the experience and the expertise to help your business from the desktop to the data center. Please check them out at vlcm.com. That's vlcm.com. And welcome in to the Cyber 24 podcast, the weekly pod dedicated to helping businesses and governmental leaders better understand the often intimidating topic of cybersecurity so you can make better decisions for your organization. My name is Marty Carpenter of 24-9. I work in strategic communication, public affairs, and government relations. And this week, we're looking at some of the top stories grabbing headlines in the world of cybersecurity. Our guest expert, once again, is Mike Hussey from the Utah Division of Technology Services. All right, Mike Hussey from the Utah Division of Technology Services is our guest expert again today. Mike, thanks for taking some time with us. Hey, thank you, Marty. Thanks for always. All right, let's me. jump into the top topics. Top topics, hot topics, the big stories this week in cybersecurity. <laughs> Cybercrime growing exponentially. That's no surprise to anybody who listens to or participates in this podcast in any way. These numbers are just getting more and more eye-opening. Uh, private businesses, individuals, government can't seem to stop or slow the growing threat. So. Maybe that's uh, something that's being taken a little more seriously as far as working together because one tech giant is putting some pretty serious cash into the fight. Not sure if it's enough, but putting some big dollars up nonetheless. Microsoft President Brad Smith uh, says government and businesses are starting to work together. At least that's what he tells the Wall Street Journal. So, Mike, let's start here at a basic level. You've been on the government side of these things. How important is it for industry and government to work together to combat cybercrime? It, it absolutely necessary. Let's just start there with that that blanket statement. It's absolutely necessary. You know, the state uh, works with the its federal partners. It works with the locals, uh, but it, none of this is possible without those those industry partners bringing their resources to bear. Sometimes, uh, you know, we look at election security and all of the things that go into that, and we have some great partners in the industry that come in with their skill set and really augments what we do on the state side to take care of things. And so we we couldn't go at it alone. And so I have to say that there is uh, so much value in working with partners um, that it, it just really gets that synergy going, especially as you see the, the threats growing exponentially as you're talking about, we, we have to see those those relationships grow at that same rate. Otherwise, you're going to get left behind, and you're going to you're, you're going to have some yeah. problems. Microsoft is committed uh, is committing uh, twenty billion dollars over the next five years to build up more advanced security tools. It also uh, the company also says it plans to invest one hundred and fifty million dollars to help agencies in the U.S. government upgrade their security protections. Those are Big dollar amounts, you know, if you're that, that'll pay for probably an NBA swingman or it's a max contract in the National <laughs> Hockey League. But I, I, I don't know if 150 million makes much of a dent in U.S. government security upgrades that need to be made. But still, I guess A for effort and, and they should be applauded for putting something toward the effort. Well, and I think that's a great point. Uh, you know, it's it's a step, and you know, it, it is a lot of money. It, it an NBA swingman would be great, uh, but but when you put it in perspective, uh, yeah, that it's not a lot when you're 
when you're looking at the entirety of the cybersecurity issue, cybersecurity issues facing the world, yeah, it's it probably is a, a good first step, but not you know not all the way there. Especially if you look at uh, you know I, I, a number I always toss out about what we see at the state levels about two billion attempts. So if you and you monetize uh, their efforts, you look at hey fifty billion is really you know just a, a a drop in the ocean and to where it needs to get and so yeah but but if they're if microsoft's leading out saying hey look we're gonna we're gonna dump this money into uh the industry and and working as a partner with government great and then you'll probably see the next big company and the next big company jump in and follow suit so i think that's really where you start to to leverage some of those relationships well, remind me and it's two billion attempts on state Data, you know, two two billion penetration attempts in a in a day. Is that the right number? It's a day. Okay, so so you know, yeah, two billion yeah. a day. So in, you'd have to do the math. But even if you were to say, let's say it was two billion a year, and there's fifty billion dollars or twenty billion dollars going toward it, you know, how much, how many dollars per attempt is being put in? So I, I don't, <laughs> exactly. I don't mean to like you know rain on their parade and say that, but like you know, you can look at a dollar amount like twenty billion dollars and say that's a lot of money, and it is, but. Uh, it, Compared to the scope of the issue, it it uh, may not be much more than a, a nice little start. Well, and and that's we we looked at it. Uh, many states try and uh, take their IT budget, and um, not that long ago, we were all the magic number for what for us was about six to seven percent of that IT budget to go to security. Uh, so having something like this will certainly help, where you start to to build some effort with the with your partners. But I think that you're going to see that many of the IT budgets, that 6 to 7% isn't mm -hmm. enough. And so that's why industry partners and others coming in or states are just going to have to shift more resources to security to say, hey, look, we, we need to change our, our magic number to something yeah. else. Makes me think in Utah, and this is for our Utah listeners and maybe for the policy wonks among us, but like we fund education with something called the weighted pupil unit, which is just known as the WPU. Maybe we need the weighted penetration unit, which is how much money are we putting towards stopping each penetration attempt, even though that number fluctuates somewhat. Uh, all right. Let's move on to topic number two. You know, in cybersecurity, there are black hats and white hats, and usually the latter are appreciated, especially when they find a vulnerability in an organization that didn't know about it before those white hat hackers came along uh, to exploit it and could do so before the bad actors got in. Uh, but don't necessarily tell that to Missouri Governor Mike Parson. The uh, St. Louis Post-Dispatch, a major newspaper in Missouri, found a vulnerability in state systems that made the social security numbers for some 100,000 teachers and education staffers and other staffers uh, available to anyone who is as good at hacking as the newspaper was. <laughs> Not to say anything about people who were better than that. Uh, and that's all fine and dandy. But then... You know, here's where things kind of go awry. The paper published the story and the state knows about the uh, incident or knows about the vulnerability and they're working to close it off. Uh, but the state's also taking legal action against the newspaper by saying you accessed information that you did not have permission to access. And so I guess, Mike, how's that for a thank you, first of all? And, and what kind of action? Uh, well, is this kind of action a net negative for the state to say, Hey, thanks for pointing out our problem, but also, you know, here's a lawsuit or here's here's an investigation from our attorney general. <laughs> no, and, and that's that's a good point. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure that how that that played out, that discussion or that dialogue between the the newspaper and the state. You know, but certainly uh, when I was state CIO, I welcomed 
if somebody found something, a white hat hacker or somebody just stumbling across something, please let us know. If we've overlooked something, our, our number one focus will be to address that issue. And so I'm not sure how that played out. If they said, hey, you know, we're going to release this. We're going to write this story. Great. I would say write the story, but let me plug the hole first mm -hmm. before, you know, before we open Pandora's box. And, and then we can talk about, hey, we work together on this. This is a this was a solution. We actually had an issue in the state where um, those HOV passes uh, to drive in the HOV lane, they're those little mm -hmm. units that sit in your car. Uh, that's a contracted uh, resource that the state uh, relies on a vendor to help with that. And they were migrating from an old system to a new system. And so in the middle of uh, that migration, uh, there was a, a member of the community that discovered that they could go into the browser and tweak some things and actually walk through others that had been using that system. And, uh, and yeah, I, I, this was an issue with our vendor and I would have loved to have plugged that hole. But the way I found out about it was through the news at night. And so I really would rather have that relationship. Hey, let's, you know, please let's talk about it. Let's get it, get the, the issue resolved before we're out writing the story. So, um, you know, I, I wouldn't have, I, I don't know that I'd go after a, you know, a lawsuit or anything like that, but there is the know this, that if you illegally touch state data, yeah, that, there could be some hefty, hefty fines and penalties for that because there are, uh, there's a lot of rules around state data, including HOV yeah. passes or teachers, social security numbers. So, but I, again, it, it, it is not a good thank you. I have to say, I, I don't, I don't think I would have much rather said, Hey, let's work together. Let's fix this. Let's uh, make sure that, yeah. And yeah, you can write the story. It is newsworthy of course, but let's, let's figure out how to fix things and go forward. From yeah. That. It seems like there's an easy middle ground here, which is to say we did, you know, we found out about the vulnerability. We went and tested it. We found that it is a vulnerability. We're going to tell the state, not so that we can help them cover up the story. We're going to write the story, but we're going to tell you this, Absolutely. outline with us what we can agree on as a reasonable timetable to fix it. And then we're going to go report that this got done. To me, that, that satisfies and checks the box for good journalism, but it also recognizes that a news outlet is part of a community and that what you're trying to do is, you know, point out that something was wrong and not trying to help the government cover it up, but you also uh, still get to get your story out there. So an interesting one all around the Absolutely. attorney for the St. Louis post dispatch said that the reporter informed the state agency about the vulnerability to prevent data misuse. Uh, they said, uh, quote, a hacker is someone who subverts computer security with malicious or criminal intent here. There was no breach of any firewall or security and certainly no malicious intent. That's uh, what he told the national public radio NPR. Uh, all right, Mike, uh, it just seems like everyone could communicate a little bit better and get to a better outcome. The demand has never been greater for business owners and IT professionals to invest in intelligent security camera systems. At the intersection of physical security and cybersecurity, an increasing number of organizations struggle to take a proactive approach to surveillance. Verkata's all-in-one physical security platform makes this decision easy with features like plug-and-play installation, centralized management, secure remote access to cameras, and smart features and alerts. Smarter security starts with Verkata. Learn more at vlcmtech.com slash Verkata. That's vlcmtech.com slash V-E-R-K-A-D-A. If you're looking for protection from uncontrolled access, Salto can deliver the perfect solution tailored to your exact requirements to provide you with all the security convenience and control you need. With Salto, you install access control in a wire-free environment, so there's no need to hardwire the building. 
Because Salto works on a virtual network, you can enroll or replace a lost key within seconds, making reprogramming and rekeying a problem of the past. See how Salto can make your access control and building security simpler and safer at vlcmtech.com slash Salto. That's vlcmtech.com slash S-A-L-T-O. Our final topic uh, this week, suspected ransomware payments for the first half of 21. You want to take a guess, ballpark, about how much money has been lost in the U.S. in ransom payments in uh, in the first half of uh, 2021? Probably more than my Wendy's yes. budget. Well, I would hope so, because if not, if you're <laughs> if you're spending $590 million at Wendy's, I want to party with you, because that's a lot of spicy nuggets. <laughs> uh, but that $590 million total, Mike, that's more than the total for all of 2020. So if you want to, you know, make a graph and show where this is trending, that uh, that's a hockey stick type graphic. If you're already in six months at where you were in 12 months last year, those numbers, according to the Treasury Department, by the way. So along with the report, uh, Treasury issued new guidance for companies to protect themselves from ransomware and avoiding paying ransoms uh, and, and all that really important. But, you know, half a billion dollars here, half a billion dollars there, Mike, it starts to add up to real money. And you can see why this problem is growing, because there's nothing that's really been able to slow it down to this point. Yeah, and 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 that's again when when Microsoft is coming stepping up and saying, "Hey, we're going to invest fifty billion in to help mitigate this kind of stuff." Yeah, you start to start to see the reasons why. If you're at five hundred ninety million thus far this year, and that was all of last year, then yeah, I, I can only imagine what twenty twenty two is going to look like without doing something different than we're doing today. And uh, the, the, we, we spoke about this before, but the playbook's going to continually change for the bad actors. They're going to find new opportunities. They're going to, you know, Windows 11 is coming out right now. Uh, who knows what, what is discovered in there? You know, people are still going to come up to speed. Uh, is it going to be a, a, an attack vector that uh, folks will get a foothold into your in, inside I don't know yet, but certainly the, the trajectory is unfortunate. And I think it's something that certainly needs to be addressed. Um, you know, podcasts such as this, raising awareness and, and uh, allowing people to make a change in their business decisions when they start to see, hey, what's the trajectory look like? And I, am I going to fall victim to it? I was actually talking to a company uh, recently that they had a ransomware attack last year. And they were just sweeping up from another one this year. So they, they yet had, had an issue. Uh, they thought they addressed everything and, but they only plugged the hole that they came into last time. And then the different bad actors found another foothold this time. And so I think it's just as long as you continue to raise awareness and, and make it the, 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 very first thought you have when you walk into work, you know, as an IT professional, you say, hey, look, I need to make sure my systems are secure, that you're not going to fall victim year after year after year. So I, I think it's a it's an unfortunate trajectory. It's the challenge that comes with always playing defense and only playing defense, right? That like, yep. you know, whether yep. it's yep. any of these companies that, that contributed to that total of $590 million dollars, they don't have a way to play offense. Their only off their best offense is a good defense and they can put security in yeah. place and they can train people and they can do all those things. But you know, it's like they only have to be, they have to be right all the time. And the hacker only has to be right or lucky once, right? Just the one time. Yeah. And yeah. you know, you, you can think through that in any type of sports analogy, right? Like the defense has to be 
has to stop everyone all the time. And if they don't, you know, and any goalie that gives up one goal, soccer, hockey, whatever we're talking about, you got to stop all of them. And when you don't, it's a big yeah. deal. And everybody notices treasury says it's doing its part by making it difficult for hackers to profit from their crimes. I think that they are probably more accurate in saying that they're trying to do their part by making it difficult for hackers to profit from their crimes. But $590 million would tell me that hackers are doing just fine profiting from their crimes currently. <laughs> they're doing a good job. Yeah. Yes. I, and, and, and actually maybe that's the offense that maybe the, the treasury is trying to do is say, Hey, look, we're coming after you. You know, there's some threats. There's that kind of thing there uh, just to go after the community. I don't know if we, if our, international relationships are going to change or we're going to have uh, different kinds of um, uh, responsibilities within the country as well as out of the country. And so that's going to really dictate how things look down the road. And so anyway, I, I think it's, yeah, having a good defense is your best strategy here, but maybe the, the, the feds may help on the offensive side to go after them when it does occur. Yeah. As we wrap up for this episode, I want to thank our sponsors at Valcom. You know, at Valcom, you get much more than a dedicated IT retailer. They become an extension of your IT team. So whether you're a startup or an enterprise, Valcom has the technical sales and engineering expertise to make your business more effective and more productive. Check them out, vlcm.com. That's vlcm.com. Special thanks this week as well to our supporting partners, the Utah Division of Technology Services, the Kempsey Gardner Policy Institute at the University of Utah, the Utah Attorney General's Office, the Utah Department of Public Safety, and our friends at Secumont. As a reminder, you can follow us and should follow us on Twitter at Cyber24 underscore. You can also follow us on Facebook or on LinkedIn. Hit us up in any of those places to let us know what you think or if you have a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode. You can also, of course, rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. We love those five-star ratings. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week and stay safe online.